0: I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. the Mavericks are NBA champions. NBA Bang! NBA! Bang! It's good! And the Mavericks have won the game! Thank you, to be able to win something, you got to be able to sacrifice some parts of your game, and we both understand that. We both understand that we have one common goal, and that's to win a championship. So... <laughs> Welcome, you are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead and join me as always, my co-host contributor at Mavs.com. The Monday morning quarterback queen, the one more thinking, what you got for me, Isaac Harris? How about them Cowboys? Oh, why Oof. do you got to do oh. that to them? Why do you got to do that to
1: them right off the top? Hey, what a great start to your uh, Monday morning commute That's so for, mean for a lot of you guys. If you need a new, a new team. We still have room on the Ravens bandwagon. We're I, do ready. Not rec-
0: I do not recommend this new team approach.
1: No, y'all are still there. I just, I've heard forever. Everyone just blame Jason Garrett, <laughs> the the old head coach. We have a lot of European listeners. The old head coach of the American football team, Dallas Cowboys, and now that coach now coaches with the Giants, and they have a new coach, and they lost. Um, heartbreaker game at the end i guess we can say heartbreaker but either way that's like the only i mean the stars are literally the only thing we have to be excited about in dallas right now outside of the i mean well the mavs are out i'm throwing my
0: hands in the air because come on this we don't care about the lakers nick we don't care isaac isaac we want them to keep listening you can be excited about this mavericks team every single day on today's show we are going to be talking about all kinds of different things with the mavericks offseason we almost did an emergency pod because something happened over the weekend that drew all everyone's eyes and our attention. We'll talk about that. We'll also talk about Montrez Harrell. They are playing in a game seven against the Nuggets, ridiculously. And so we wanted to talk about Montrez Harrell because he's getting absolutely destroyed in that series. And he's going to be a free agent this summer. So we wanted to talk about him, you know, potentially being on the Mavericks and what that would mean. And if we would even want that at this point and then we want to talk uh. about the rockets going forward if we get to it and uh man they got knocked out and they look like they're in absolute shambles their coach is gone they have these two guys with huge contracts that don't look like they really can play together successfully so all kinds of stuff we want to talk about uh today's episode is brought to you by built bar go to builtbar.com use the promo code locked on to get ten dollars off your next order isaac has some in the mail he's ready to get all right before we get to that Five-star Apple Podcast question sent in by our listener, Jonathan. He is an avid listener. We appreciate you. He's always on the hot mics. We appreciate him jumping on. He has a question, and if you want to also submit your your question for us to answer on the podcast, submit a five-star Apple Podcast review. We will read it on the podcast. Jonathan's question is... Not basketball related. He says since it's off season, I hope it's appropriate to ask a question unrelated to basketball. My question to you guys is how do you know who the one is? He said, I'm young, but I don't feel like anyone is meant for me. Isaac, how do you know who the one is? Whew. We are we're uh, both by the way, we're both married. We both feel like we've found the one. You can i I guess I don't want to I guess I don't want to speak for you, but <laughs>
1: you have two children, so Um we're not married to each other. No, we yeah. are. <laughs> uh, Sometimes I you celebrate. say
0: our kids on the podcast and I have to cr- I have to just make sure people
1: know. <laughs> we should just fully lean into it and tell it. Uh, but no, we how long have you been married? Six years. Six years for Nick and his wife. My wife and I just celebrated seven years. Here's my thing. I, I'm not a big proponent of the one. I, I'm i just I've never been uh, a big fan of that. Um, mindset and everything of everybody has one person. So yeah, I mean, single life, man, it, it's hard to talk about single life coming from somebody that's been married because a lot of times people who are single or looking at me. Yeah. It's easy for you to sit back and say, blah, blah, blah about single life. Cause you're married. You already have somebody. And, and I I don't, I want to caution that mindset a little bit that, man, use single life to focus on yourself. And to make, you know, find the best version of yourself. And when you work, when you're working on yourself and you get to that spot, a lot of times in single life, it's, it, it happens, you know, at a time that you don't even see it coming. And when you start, you know, when you stop chasing and start trying to fill this void inside of your heart of like, oh man, I have to have this, it, you start putting your identity in a relationship or in finding that one, man, then you start getting overwhelmed at that point. Find your purpose. Find who you who you are. Work on yourself, and then after that, then man, then it, it'll happen at the the right time. Isaac Harris steps off his preacher soapbox. I try to talk about these things with without a, without a religion. I didn't even you, mention it's, Godness. No, no, I it's could not go even, a whole like God angle it's of not this. Even, if we it's
0: not even a religious angle. You just it just that those those words can can preach for sure. There, there you go. You you ha- you have to come into a relationship being the best person you can be and understanding that i don't think there's a i don't think there's a one either i think i have found the one <laughs> i think i can't imagine somebody more perfect for me but it didn't start that way right There are times where you have to work to become the perfect person for your person and they have to be willing to do the same thing so if you find somebody that's willing to not necessarily change for you but somebody that's willing to get better somebody that's willing to listen to you someone that's willing to i guess change in a way like change some things about themselves, be willing to you know, be patient with you. I was not a very patient person when I met my wife. And now I, sometimes we talk about, it. it's so funny that she was more patient and now I'm more more patient than her because that's the thing I had to work on. And she has certain things she had to work on as well. We both got better and improved for each other. Find somebody like that. I don't think there's a specific certain person. He mentions, you know, in his question later, Jonathan says he has certain criteria. I, I could understand having certain criteria, but... You have some, if you have some secret ones where you're like, I don't want to say this one out loud, but I have certain things, maybe reevaluate those because I don't think just the three things that you set are the only things you're looking for in a woman. So yeah, or a man, you know, whatever you decide to go for But whatever, criteria, whatever is, be, be picky. Say, I didn't yeah, say be, decide <laughs> that was a bad word, uh, <laughs> whatever, whatever you go for, dang it. <laughs> I failed so many people. <laughs> All right. Let's, uh. Whoever you decide to go for. That's what I wanted to say. Whatever person. All right. Let's get off of this because obviously we're not very good at this. <laughs> I'm not very good at this. Let's talk about the Dallas Mavericks. That's something I am good at talking about. Dang it. <laughs> off the rails offseason pods. Number one. Here we go. <laughs> Giannis <laughs> Antetokounmpo Mont- Andes- <laughs> on Instagram unfollowed all of his teammates. Mm. He is following only a couple players in the NBA. One of them is a Laker. It's his brother, but, <laughs> but still, Isaac. Should we take anything from the fact that Giannis unfollowed all of his Instagram, all of the you know his teammates on Instagram?
1: Uh, okay. And Here's he's the gonna thing. be
0: a free agent in a year,
1: or so. I want to I want to say no. Uh, I'm when I saw it. Well, first off, when it happened, okay. I started getting DMs. I got a few texts from people, and it was like the eyes emoji, Giannis. And I just start laughing when I first seen it because we read so much into everything in social media. But I will say this. if We've seen some Bucks fans say that apparently he does this every year. If he does this every year, it means absolutely nothing. If it is something that is, hey, it happened and it's never happened before, it is kind of weird. We have to admit that it is kind of weird that, I mean, I would... I follow Giannis, but I don't really look at, you know, the number count that he follows most of the time. But it is kind of weird if he went and he unfollowed, you know, majority of the people and then bam, the Chris Haynes article comes out, you know, a few days later. And it's like, hey, he met with ownership and all of that stuff just about future and blah, blah, blah. I'm just, yeah, I'm just anti-social media stuff when it comes to all this stuff. Like, Luca and Embiid follow each other on on Instagram. Are we going to, like, I just, players follow, players, people unfollow people. I just, I don't, I don't know. I just, know this could be like old man get off my lawn type of Isaac, you know, take care, but I just don't care about the social media crap of it.
0: Yeah, I don't think this is anything. Apparently, he also did this last year, so... I'm not taking too much from it. I guess it's just an Instagram cleanse or whatever he wants to do. It's off-season, so he's not going to really focus on too. He's just going to cleanse his timeline of anything that you know anybody outside of essentially his family is doing, because that's the only people he's following right now. He's following eight people. Uh, Kevin Durant was on JJ Reddick's podcast, and he mentioned his free agency when he went to Golden State and then he went, when he went to... Brooklyn, he didn't really know what he was going to do. He kind of had in the back of his mind, oh, maybe I'll go here, maybe I'll go there, but he said he didn't really know, and if we're taking Kevin Durant's word for, you know, as gospel, he didn't know where he was going to go until the offseason came and until he was done playing. He's kind of focused on the next thing in front of him, and... I wonder if Giannis is the same way, where I'm just focusing on the next thing in front of him. He's getting ready for next season where he's playing with those teammates. He's playing in Milwaukee. He's, he's not demanding a trade. That's what he said to Chris Haynes, and I'm going to take him at his word for that, too. Giannis is not going to demand a trade. So we're gonna, I'm going to take him at his word for that and then expect that he's just looking forward to the next thing, right? Whatever the next thing is. So, All right, coming up. We want to talk about Montrezl Harrell and talk about just some news around the NBA. we got a lot of crazy stuff happening in the playoffs. We'll talk about all that coming up. But before we do, talking about erectile dysfunction is not easy. Usually, we just brush it off if you have it. And blame yourself saying things like, I just lost my mojo. Or we avoid it altogether with things like, you know, I just had a long day, it's just not feeling it. But with Roman, it's easy to talk about it. With a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication, it's simple, safe, totally discreet. You don't have to go somewhere and look at somebody in the eye and say, hey, I'm dealing with this. You can... Go to Roman, get an online free evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and the privacy of your own home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan if medication is appropriate. Roman will ship to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and best of all, discreet. Get started. It's very simple. Go to GetRoman.com slash NBA. And right now, if you're approved today, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com slash dot GetRoman.com slash nba for $15 off your first order of ED treatment with Roman. All right, Isaac Harris. Let's get into... Let's talk about some news first because I, I want to talk about some of these series because we don't really get to talk about them too much. The... Celtics beat the Raptors in Game 7. That was just a tough, fought-out game. And I felt like that Raptors team was... I mean, they went to a Game 7, but they were right on the brink of getting to another Eastern Conference Finals without Kawhi, which would have been a huge story. They were, they're were they either a year or two years too early for Siakam. It, he just looked totally overwhelmed in that, mm. in that Game 7. He was just not playing well. It just seemed like every time he had the ball, he turned it over. What did you think about the Celtics eking one out against the Raptors there.
1: Yeah, yeah. well, the Siakam thing, I think he's getting unfairly bashed on. He did have a horrific series. Uh, but I never thought Siakam was the next... I don't think he's an he's an alpha. I don't think he's a Batman. I don't I mean he was the hey, reason so,
0: they got there though. The reason why they were like the second seed and they had this good record and the reason why they had gotten to that point. I mean, he was part of part of that reason. Obviously, Lowry and Fred Van Vliet and all the veterans and they had gotten them there too, but Siakam was the, you know, he was like the spearhead, I guess, or the he was the driving force and then for him to just not play well at all and for this and for the raptors to have a chance too was crazy like he was the difference i think the fact that he didn't play well and so i don't really blame him it's it's, he's been pushing his you know development so fast in this he was the second guy or the third guy on a championship team and then all of a sudden he's the first right he kind of like leapfrogged lowry there
1: i'm just so intrigued with what toronto does moving forward because they, they hit this offseason, and it's the summer before Giannis. We all know that Toronto's interested in him and Masai and all that stuff. But Abaka, Marc Gasol, two you know, vets, bigs, they're, they're hitting free agency, so they could very well go somewhere else. Cal Lowry's entering a contract year, making like $30 million a year, but it's an expiring contract. Fred Van Vliet's a you know, free agent, and he can go anywhere. They're going to have to dish out the bucks to keep him. Like there's a real scenario that they lose a Baca, Marc Gasol, and Van Vliet if they don't want to pay him. And especially if they don't even want to like Toronto's the, the prime team to, if there are teams out there, that's angling for Giannis. If they don't have somebody like a Luca or the market or whatever to pitch to Giannis, it's a team like Toronto that I could see saying, we're just going to tear it all down to the floor and our pitch to Giannis is, "Hey, we'll go. We'll bring you and somebody else with you in 2021 into our culture, into Masai, Nick Nurse, and all of that. And that that's the route I think Toronto and the pitch that they have to make in 2021.
0: Yeah, it could be another like Miami situation because it's literally just Siakam." Norman Powell has a player option for eleven point six million. OG Ananobi is restricted. Terrence Davis is restricted, and you have Matt Thomas and, and, and you know Hernandez at you know both with rookie deals that are non guaranteed. So it could literally just be Siakam, OG, and Giannis, right? And then you just you pick a third guy to fit with them, whoever is available. Then if you know you convince somebody else, I mean that would be wild.
1: Yeah. So. That's why I'm I'm intrigued what they do with Kyle Lowry this coming year. Do they try to trade him to a team like Dallas, you know, a team that is wanting to get better, um, but and you know they could get a pick and something else for Lowry, or do they dish out the big bucks for Van, Van Vliet? I don't know. I just I, Nick Nurse is an awesome coach, but yeah, Boston, Boston, Miami is going to be fun. I think Jason Tatum. I joked about it on Twitter that you know Jordan Brand signed Tatum, Luca, and Zion, and they gave the worst player the signature shoe first <laughs> and And Rui. I just <laughs> Rui's not better than Zion, but uh, <laughs> Oh okay. Glad you're on the record <laughs> saying that. But I think Tatum, man. I think he's so good, and man, if yeah, I think him and Luka Kemba did, are...
0: Kemba did not play well in those last couple of games. This is this is the farthest he's ever been in the you know in the playoffs. This is kind of like you know when when Bilbo Baggins was leaving and he's or Frodo was like, this is the farthest away from home I've ever been. It's like this is Kemba right now, yeah. Hobbit Hobbit sized man in the in the playoffs. And Tatum was the one that stepped up, and Brown. Those are the guys that had really good Game Sevens because they've been there, and that. Shows the importance of playoff experience. That's why we just kept talking over and over. This, this season is all about Luka and KP getting as much playoff experience as possible, which was kind of sad that Porzingis got hurt there.
1: Yeah, and I mean, Tatum, you know, Jonathan Charks, friend of both of ours in the pod, he wrote, he wrote a piece, and I know Mavericks fans you know, um, had their replies to it, but he basically said, you know, his t- Tatum's the, the best overall young star in the league. And everybody's like, "Oh, Luca, Luca, Luca!" And he talked about his defense. And you know, Tatum, Tatum is a good defender. And is he the top three offensive guy like Luca? No, but he's still pretty dang good at offense. And I'm not—I'd still take Luca over Tatum for sure. But Jason Tatum's really good, and I love J- Jalen Brown.
0: It feels like, you know, for their class, right? It feels like Steph was the best offensive player. Steph's—I think one of the best offensive players maybe yeah. ever. And then Kawhi is like the overall player. It kind of feels like Luka and Tatum are on that path, right? Where Luka is the best offensive player. And then Tatum is the overall guy. And it just depends on what heights they hit in their development to see who can get, you know, who gets better and what team is built around them. It's just, it's just wild. Those two guys, I hope they get to play in a finals. That'd be awesome.
1: Yeah, me too. And the heat. Yeah. Heat Celtics series. that will be a fun one. Uh, I look forward to watching that. The Nuggets forced a game seven against the Clippers. That one's pretty good. Well. Actually, I want
0: to talk about the, the Lakers first. Lakers beat oh. the Rockets. and Because uh, I just want to hit on this one briefly. Lakers beat the Rockets. The Rockets are going to go not quite. I guess they're going to go quietly. We'll talk about them a different day. It doesn't look like we're going to get to them today. But uh, what do you think about the Rockets getting knocked out?
1: Man, their house is on fire. And oh, pun intended? <laughs> now. I mean, I never, I told you before, like, I just, I was never high on the Rockets. I wanted the Rockets to win, but even going into the playoffs, I was like, hey, I would rather play the Rockets than, uh, than OKC if I was Dallas. And even when they match up with, with Houston, I was sectioning the whole, I'm like, dude, I would not be worried one bit about Houston if I was the Lakers. Now, I think, I think if the Lakers play the Clippers, that would be, that would be the series. That's when I would worry if I'm the Lakers, but no, it's just, if it gets there, (laughs) <laughs> it, yeah, what it, it for the Houston thing when you have a gimmick like that. And I don't. Really, I hate calling it a gimmick, but when you have this like specialized thing, it we've talked about this before. There's such a difference in regards to regular season and postseason. And when you have that type of thing, you can catch people off guard in the regular season, whether it's back to backs or just traveling, and you just have this one off game. And like you can kind of it just throws people off some. But when you get into a series and there's game planning and it's over and over and over again plan somebody, that's when your gimmick really has to be like elevate and it has to work to the max for it for you to move on. And it just it didn't work against Elliot.
0: The Rockets, I wouldn't call it a gimmick. I wouldn't even call it a style. I would call it a genre. The The Rockets play a genre of basketball, right? They play all these, you know, 6-7 or less guys they play, you know, all the guys that can, you know, dribble, hopefully pass and then hopefully shoot, which like Westbrook didn't fit one of those for sure. But genre in music, there's just certain there's certain like, you know, st- Certain paths, so you take certain songs down, there's certain formats, certain songs go down, and if if you start using them all and using them all, it's, it can feel like if you're just playing a certain genre, you can you can overuse all of them, right, and run out of ideas, unless you're like a super creative type where you can think outside of the box of your genre, bring in other styles to it, and then all of a sudden you, cre- you make this one genre go a completely different direction you didn't expect. The Rockets just weren't able to do it. It just felt like they were an overplayed song by the end of it. Because in that certain style, and that genre of basketball, you have to be so after every loose ball. You have to just be, you have to beat them on all the margins. And you have to just be, you know... Defending your butt off every single second Because you have to you know, help and you have to Rotate and you have to switch all the time you have to always Be moving you have to always be you know be Ready to shoot at any given moment Harden's going to do his Thing and if Harden's not going to show up which sometimes he Doesn't then you have to you know somebody else Has to come in and take over for him and Man they just ran out of gas it felt like especially Westbrook I mean he was just he's supposed to be the Guy that is the energizer bunny that's always Always going always has the Extra gear to hit it into and he just did Not have it at the end there and so I think that they, they ran out of it. And I think that that style can work, that genre can work. But Westbrook just was the weak link in it. And if he's not going, then I don't. if you replace him with, you know, Chris Paul or whoever, I think they could have beat the Lakers.
1: That's the thing. I don't want to say that the style doesn't work or that genre whatever we want to call it doesn't work. It's just you, your margin of error is so small. And when you, when you do something like that and Westbrook, he was so bad. I mean, I think it's a legitimate conversation coming up after the break. <laughs> let's talk about why Russell Westbrook is the worst contract in the league.
0: Oh, we'll talk about that coming up. But before we get to that, Isaac Harris, you got some Built Bars coming in the mail. Are you excited for them? Oh, I'm so excited! Ready? You got Built Bars and you're reordering them as a person that is, you know, basically sponsored by Built Bar. Why
1: did you decide to re up? I just dropped 30 bucks because, hey, I like healthy breakfast foods. And yeah, this is my this is my jam. Mint brownie built bar. It's literally four net carbs and uh, it's pretty dang good. So this is my breakfast for pretty much a whole month.
0: There you go. Your breakfast for a whole month. Basically, a dollar a day for for breakfast. Basically, you can feed an Isaac Harris for breakfast. Uh, built Bar, six new incredible flavors. Isaac loves what did you get, the mint brownie. That's the one that you love. Yep. That's one of the original ones. Built Bars are the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. Awesome for a keto diet like Isaac said they're really low in carbs. Right now, go to builtbar.com, use the promo code LOCKDOWN, you'll get $10 off your next order. Get a box from them for 30 bucks just like Isaac said. Use the promo code LOCKDOWN for $10 off at builtbar.com. All right, Isaac. Why is Russell Westbrook the worst contract in the NBA?
1: I just think it's one it's literally I think it's the hardest contract to trade because when you look at the other. So, you know, in, in Dallas, I have a, a couple friends that are like diehard Rockets fans. And I've been giving them a hard time lately. I'm like, dude, I don't know what you can trade Russ for. And they have their hopes up. And they're like, no, I don't know. Like we should either hold on to him and I'll throw out some names to him. Like there's no way. Like even when you look into across the league, like contracts you could flip, like swap them out for whether it's Al Horford, Tobias Harris, John Wall, like. John Wall is at least there's an intriguing factor behind it because he hasn't played and he is, you know, a little younger and all this stuff to where they make basically the same amount of money. John Wall has a forty seven million dollar player option in three years, too. So, I mean, it's still crazy money. It's still super bad, but there's still like an intriguing option around John Wall. <laughs> Russell Westbrook, man, he's 31. He literally just shot 28 percent, 25 percent from three this past year. He just sucked in the playoffs, Taking like
0: five or six a game, too.
1: Yeah. And and the thing about it is he's he doesn't have a reputation like an Al Horford or even like a Chris Paul either to where even if you're a young team and you're saying, hey, I just want like to bring a Chris Paul in, even if we're going to suck and to where he can like mentor my young guys or like a I could see a young team swinging and saying, we'll take on Al Horford if you give us a pick or something and he would be great for the locker room. I, don't, I wouldn't say Westbrook's going to be that for a young team. So it's just hard to, like, no good team is going to want Russ. No really bad young team is going to want Russ to, like, mentor their young guys and to, you know, help them along. So I think the options are so limited of what Houston can do with him. I mean, you're looking at a team like maybe like Orlando, like some fringe playoff team that has some vets, but has some young guys, too. And they're willing to just bring him in and see where it go. I I don't know. It's a team like Orlando that would only like I don't know. He's the worst contract in the league. I think so. The team is like the Knicks, right? But see, I wouldn't even do it if I'm the Knicks. Like, but the thing I just, is,
0: no, right, if you were the Knicks, but the Knicks are the Knicks. And do you think they would do that, bring in a star, finally have a star there, guy that's won an MVP? The know. thing about Russell Westbrook is that, what did you send me about Jordan Brand? has How much money do they have invested in him over the next, like, what was it, 10 oh, years? He,
1: he's under contract for another eight years.
0: Jordan Brand has this huge contract invested in him. He has his, didn't he get his, his you know, his... uh. Signature shoe or a, he got a yeah. first PE yeah, or he something. Yeah, a signature shoe, yeah. He got a signature shoe recently. He has this massive deal in the NBA and he just doesn't have the he, he has he's getting paid and he's treated like he is top 5 player in the NBA, but he's playing yeah. like he's not anywhere close top 50 player, right? He's still pretty good at at certain things, but he's just not. The clip of him talking crap, they're talking smack to <coughs> LeBron. And he's like going at him. They're down by 20 in the game. And he's scored like 10 points at that point with four assists. I mean, he like the fact that he's gone. He's gone after, you know, Rondo's brother in the stands and stuff like that. It just it it's some kind of lack of self-awareness or something. I just I don't know what it is with him that he just it always is. You know, he's I, man. It's just, yeah. it's just but crazy even to like, me. But
1: even like a team like Phoenix, like they're not going to want to pair him with Booker. And the young guys and all that stuff, like like that, you just don't want to do that. So, literally, looking just scanning real quick across the league, if you're not swapping him out for a team that's just wanting to swap out a bad contract, literally the only team that might make sense would be Detroit. And that's (laughs) only Detroit if they strike out on free agency and they just say, We already have Blake for the next few years. We'll just absorb Russ and say, hey, let's we'll just take him off your hands for free, basically. Pair Russ with Blake and just pray to the injury gods and let's just try to make the A seed in the East. That's the only thing. So
0: they'd only I'll, be taking him on though. The the Rockets don't have many assets to send with him, right? They just literally just be taking him on just to take him off. Yeah.
1: Because that's, that's other- why
0: it's so tough for the Rockets, because they gave away all those picks and swaps to the Thunder to get Russell Westbrook
1: yeah. so I mean, i I think personally, this is a much bigger conversation, but I think personally, Houston just should blow it up. I mean, I think this is the time. You're gonna get a, a younger coach. Dan You're going
0: Tony to, saw that coming, and he's like, "I'm out of here, you guys." Are this, this I think is a now mess. now's
1: the time. I think they have to entertain James James Harden offers, Ooh. and I've been very vocal about it that I think they should call up Philly and say, "Let's talk Ben Simmons." As long
0: as Daryl Morey's there, there's absolutely no way he's gonna do that. He said he's a better scorer statistically
1: than Michael Jordan. I don't know. What I just don't think Morey's he's- gonna be there.
0: He might not be. I think
1: Maury's going to be gone. I think, yeah. I mean, they'll probably run it back, but if I was them, you got to entertain it now. Get ahead of it. Just go ahead and try to, yeah. But anyway. Man, who's everybody's going to go after Daryl Maury, I think. Trade him and trade Maury and Harden to Philly. Together for Ben Simmons and Al Horford. (laughs) Something. (laughs) And Elton Brand, apparently. There you go. Just trade it.
0: I wanted to bring up this stat. We're obviously not going to talk about Harold today. We're, we're just talking about the Rockets. But I wanted to bring up this stat because it shows the point of why the play style of the Rockets just, you know, focusing just on threes and getting to the line. Like where that breaks up. And I think the Mavericks can learn from this. In game six, or game four, the Lakers had that big lead for a while. Then they gave it up. And then the Lakers ended up winning pretty, ha- pretty handily at the end there. The Rockets outscored the Lakers. This is game four. Seventy-four to forty-two just on threes and free throws. If you combine the amount of points that they scored just on threes and free throws, they outscored the Lakers 74 to 42. That's wild. In a game that the Lakers essentially dominated the whole game. The Lakers were nine of thirty from three, that's thirty percent. They're only fifteen of sixteen from the free throw line, which is a good percentage, but only fifteen points on the line. The Rockets hit 14 of their 33 threes, 42%. They hit thirty of their 39 thirty-nine threes, so they got thirty points on the line. That's 77%, which is decent. The Lakers made up for that deficit. So that huge deficit in the threes and free throws, the Lakers outscored them in the paint 62 to 24, which is just oh. insane. That's a terrible defense from the Rockets. They out rebounded them 52 to 26. The Lakers beat them in second chance points 17 to 3. The Rockets had three second chance points that whole game, game four. And they out, they out beat him in the fast break, nineteen to two. So it's like all those other categories on the periphery, that kind of in the trenches stats, the rebounds, second chance points, fast break points in the paint. They beat him in all those categories, and so that's why you have to have you have to have different gears and different ways to show yourself, basically. And I think that's why. Porzingis is so important you can't just give away Porzingis to you know some of these trades we come up with which the Mavericks aren't going to do but Porzingis is so important because he gives you rebounds points in the paint he can give you second chance points and that's why you know being able to give teams a different look is so important
1: and so much is about spacing and you seen what when Russ was out on the floor it took away their spacing and that uh, related back to the Mavs this is why you have to have guys on the floor that can hit hit a three pointer especially in today's game and especially when you run something similar or as much iso that Dallas runs with Luka kind of like Houston runs with Harden so when you have KP and Seth and some of these guys and when you're looking at future guys that you can throw out there uh, you know whether it's a trade or free agency this you got to have guys that can shoot you're not going to bring in a guy like a like a Westbrook you know something like that that is a black hole that's like man you just they're going to leave them open and we'll talk about this again tomorrow cuz i think we ended last trade last week the trade target po- trade target tuesday pod on golden state so i think houston, I mean, houston is next houston is
0: the next one yeah for tomorrow
1: if if houston does go the route that they got to at least you know swap out some things or trade off some pieces whatever it is i am uh, calling real quick for pj tucker
0: yeah for sure that is that is definitely a piece there's a bunch of pieces we'll talk about that tomorrow on a trade target podcast guys thanks so much for listening to this random off-season podcast we appreciate you thanks so much for listening to locked on maps peace out boom